See? All right, I think we're up. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Uh, if you're new here, welcome to the channel. I, I hope you're in for for a nice long video where we're going to get chatting about a couple of topics. We're actually going to really try and answer some questions this time, unlike normal. Um, but, you know, since since we're just getting started with this video, hit that subscribe button already because, you know, we're going to keep dropping content and uh, we're just putting out more and more. We're releasing at least two videos a week. So uh, hit that subscribe, hit the bell, make sure you're up to date on everything. And, uh, and we'll get started here. Hi, right, Brandon. What's going on, man? How we doing, Brady? Not too bad. Not too bad. Coming off a deload week. What, yes, you uh, are, man. What, what you been up to? Not too much. I've been eating and sleeping. Um, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How's, how's training been going for you last week? Uh, it was good. Last week was all right. I had a pretty shaky... Um, I think it was my A day. No, it was my B day. My B day leg day was like a little shaky just because my, the front squat just totally crushed me. Um, But this week is much, much better, much, much better. My back is, isn't feeling it nearly as much. Last week was the week where I was like feeling it, Mr. Krabs and nothing about that. Anything that required my low back was not happening. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So now uh, you're picking up some uh, some lower back loading, which is which is good, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling much much better than last week. Now that you know, I'm, the food is going in, and I'm sleeping so much better. I used to go to bed at like like one o'clock, two o'clock, not even blink twice, and then wake up at like seven. But now I kind of go to bed like a like an old person. I'm, I'm out by like ten o'clock sometimes now, and I wake up at like. I'll just wake up at like four in the morning, like innately. Um, but then I have to like go back to bed, obviously till, till around like six 30 and then I'm kind of up, you know? So I'm, I'm out, I'm actually okay with that sleep and, uh, and the food coming in now. So it's definitely showing, you know, in terms of recovery. Nice man. Yeah. Can you bring sorry. your mic a little bit closer? Yeah, for sure. I think you're a little bit quiet. Gotta make sure that people can hear what you gotta say. Good point. Good point. Good point. Yeah, it's usually up here. Yeah, right, we're good. Yeah. You got me. That's that's a lot better. Nice. All right. Oh man, turn the gain up a little bit. How you doing, Brady? I'm good, man. Uh, deload was interesting. You know, <laughs> it's so funny. I my deload was probably a bit different than uh than what most people would think of a deload. Um, I literally didn't go to the gym for five days. Mm. See, um, I was interested in that. I was wondering if you were just going in there and being super sub max with everything, or if you literally just didn't go in. Yeah, no, I uh, I didn't train at all for five days, which uh, that was a little weird. I managed to fill my time, of course. <laughs> um, and uh, honestly, a couple of things happened in that week. Um, first of all, well, I should preface it with this. Uh, I switched over to a meal plan instead of doing macros. Um, There's nothing wrong with macros. I want to first point that out. Uh, Just for me, I was getting to a point where trying to think of what my meals were going to be for the day was just causing me more stress than it was worth. Um, And I just ended up overanalyzing meals and getting too worked up about it. So... Uh, we switched over to a meal plan. 
which uh, has been awesome. It's so easy. I love not having to think about what I need to eat. I just fucking put it all on a plate and, or, and, and eat it. Um, so that's been really, really nice. Um, but on top of that, I'm now starving. Um, I think the deload did a couple things, you know, one, I think I was overeating a little bit, uh, in my macros, you know, I kind of, I wasn't tracking as hard, so I definitely let myself eat some extra cows. Um, probably a couple cheap meals. You yeah. know, I, I was, I was definitely overeating. Um, but yeah, so now being back on a meal plan, I'm super hungry. Um, but I definitely think having the time off and, and rest and, you know, I ate my non-training day calories all week, mm -hmm. right? My, my training day calories are probably five, 600 calories more than my non-training days. And so to eat that amount less for a week, you know, is actually a pretty big amount. Um, so I got really hungry over deload, which is good. It's, it's good to have an appetite. Cause honestly, I, I wasn't to the point where like eating my meals was dreadful. Um, but I definitely like didn't have any desire to eat my meals. I was like, Oh, guess it's just time to eat again. Mm -hmm. You know, I, but now, now I'm like, I am so ready to eat. Good. Like, which is nice. You know, it feels good. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. That was a cool little, little thing that's happened in deload my joints feel so much better. Mm. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of things that I didn't really notice were problems until I'd taken the deload. Um, one specifically being my joints felt awful. Yeah. Um, my knees were really, really taking a beating. Um, just doing loads of squat patterns, lots of lots of loading uh, through the knee. Um, my elbows were starting to feel it. Um, you know, that was probably part of why my push days just always felt like garbage. Mm. Um, and on top of that, I didn't realize that this was part of the issue, but I think we actually talked about it on here once is just kind of throughout the day. I was just super exhausted. Like through, through the whole day, I'd be really tired and almost like foggy in my head. And then it would come time to train and I'd finally be able to flick the lights on and like go to work. Yeah. Um, but through the whole like first half of the day, I'd be exhausted. I'm tired. I'm drowsy. I'm slow. And I was just under recovered. You know, yeah. I, I mean, I, I haven't had a deload what is it? March 6th. I haven't had a deload in almost a year. <laughs> like the last time I had a deload was right when quarantine started. And it's cause we were trying to figure out what my training was going to look like. And so I just trained with bands for a week mm. while we were kind of getting everything situated and figuring out what was going to happen. I, uh, we were like, you know what? Let's just let's put in a deload here while we're getting it all figured out. Work with the work with bands and we'll work with, you know, time and stuff. Um, and uh, and we'll go from there. Yeah. 
But since then, I haven't had a break. Like, I crushed the rest of my diet, just like balls to the wall training. I came out of my diet going even harder. And, you know, it just keeps going up from there. You know, I've really been pushing things extra hard recently. And uh, it caught up to me, you know? Yeah. After a year, man, I'd say it's pretty good. Yeah. And, you know, that that's credit to a couple of things. You know, the programming that Nick does is is really intelligent. And we watch these factors really closely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we the way we eat and and I definitely I keep good track over my sleep and, and my other recovery methods. And, you know, I keep my stress down really low, which helps a ton. You know, I'm a pretty stress free person. Um, I do a good job at, you know, releasing any, any stressful issues that come up and learning how to separate barriers between work stress and actual life stress. Yeah. Um, Cause they are different. Um, but I don't have too much of an issue of kind of flipping the work switch and being like, okay, work's done. Those issues aren't my issues anymore. Yeah. Right. Um, which helps a lot. Um, so those things definitely help me kind of carry throughout the year and, you know, it, it was going to come eventually, right? I, there mm-hmm. was going to be a point where my body just needed a rest. Yeah. Um, specifically, I, I think the big thing there was mostly my joints. Um, you know, my joints really just needed a fucking rest. Like looking back on things, you were saying all of these things. <laughs> I know. Like, I remember you literally being like, dude, work is so stressful right now. <laughs> <laughs> and also the knees, you're like, dude, my knees are killing hurt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I didn't even like do anything. I sat in my chair all day. <laughs> yeah. 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 When, yeah, when yeah. we go back and look at all of the, the little things, it makes sense. Yeah. Right. Which and, gets and by. Nick, and Nick noticed it. You know, he was like, there's, there's a lot of little things that are adding mm-hmm. up. It's like, we want to take this deload now so that we can continue to have a long off season, mm-hmm. right? We want to jump on top of it now before it actually becomes an issue. Yeah. Um, and so that's what we did. And it freaking worked. Yeah. Dude. I feel awesome. Surprise. Whoa. <laughs> you do something properly and it works out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So that, that's really good. Um, deload was fun though. You know, if, uh, if you haven't seen it yet, that was when I, I recorded my first video outside of the podcast, which is a, a full day of eating. Uh, you guys get to see the meal plan that I'm on right now. Um, it's, you know, obviously it's a non-training day one, um, but you'll get the idea. And uh, yeah, so that was fun. That was cool. Um, it's fun to add to the channel. I got to think of some more things and work on other stuff that kind of been sitting on the back burner a little bit just because I've been, focused on trying to juggle all the other pieces of my life. So it was cool to have, you know, that extra two, three hour, sometimes four hour block of my life uh, to work on some other things. And it was nice, you know, it was cool. Yeah, for sure. I'm glad everything kind of worked out for you, dude. That's fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah. Hell yeah. It was good. It was Hell good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think the, what do you think are like the biggest things that people kind of mess up in terms of deloads? Um, I think a lot of people don't know when to end their deload. Um, for one, 
people are either either think it has to just be a week or you know that it has to fit in some structure Mm -hmm. um it really doesn't you know you should really kind of judge your deload based off of how you're feeling yeah you know like my deload was five days you know it was it yeah it was five days (laughs) um and that's because after the five, I, I felt good. All of my other markers were good. I was ready to be back in the gym. And so we got the green light. You know, your, your body will, will give you the green light on when it's okay to come back. Um, and if one of your markers for needing a deload is that you're just starting to resent going to the gym, uh, that's a really big one. Uh, the gym should be fun for you. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, if you're starting to resent going to the gym and you're, you know, all these other markers are coming in and you take your deload, you should be, you know, looking forward to going back to the gym by the time your deload's done. Otherwise something else is very wrong and you're, you're really not enjoying what you're doing anymore. And, uh, that should tell you something else, right? Yeah. Um, the other big one is that because they aren't training, they decide that uh, all of the other things don't matter. <laughs> you know, they'll, they'll let their sleep lack because, well, I don't need to sleep as much. My, I'm not training. Or they let their, their diet slack because they're not training. Or they let their water slack because they aren't training. You know, a, a lot of these things that we do that we kind of revolve around our training and like we use our training as a reason to perform well on them, you know, like hitting your meals on time and drinking enough water and sleeping and all of these other things, you know, you're like, Oh, deload's a great time to sit on the couch and watch TV. Yeah. Right. Um, A lot of people let go of all of the other habits that are your recovery habits. Right. The whole point of your deload (laughs) is to recover. Yeah, because you need the extra recovery. But instead, people use that time to throw out all of the other things that come with bodybuilding or hard training or powerlifting or whatever you want to call it, or or whatever it is, right? They throw out all of the recovery, you know, techniques and modalities, because they aren't training anymore, when really, they should be making sure their recovery is maximized. Mm-hmm. Um, and so people come back out of a deload and then, uh, they're not really in any better of a spot because they just lazed around, yeah. you know? Um, and instead they're probably in a worse spot because for one, they didn't move their body at all during the week. And so now they're, they're super locked up and tight. Um, you know, nothing feels right. Their body is really thrown for a loop because it's general activity, has now decreased by a ton and uh you know they probably overate because they just felt like eating (laughs) right that 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 was the concept i'm like well i gotta eat more to make sure i recover when really that's a a small portion of it and likely you don't actually need to eat more um you should probably eat the same amount or less because you're not training um so 
anyway, uh, that's, that's a big one is you let go of all of the other important habits to recovery. Um, and then the next one uh, comes actually after your deload is done. And that's going back into the gym and hitting it too hard too quickly. Um, and kind of just throwing yourself right back in the same hole. Yeah. Right. You, you walk back in, you finished your deload, you know, you made it through, let's say you even did all your recovery things properly. And you're like, let's go. It's fucking leg day. And you do a hundred rep rest pause on the hack squat. You have officially negated everything you did <laughs> in your, your fucking deload. Yeah. Like um, the idea is to give you more runway and you're right. essentially just shorting your runway by coming right back to the spot you left off. Right. Um, so, you know, taking a little bit of time to, I guess, give, give yourself a little bit of space between trying to crush yourself mm. in the gym again, you know, you should still train hard and, and train with effort. Um, but don't, don't walk in there and try and bury yourself. Right. You know, use, use the runway you've been given. Um, so that's kind of the three things, I guess that was, that was a list of three. I don't even remember what the first one was at this point. Oh, Mm -hmm. time. Uh, yeah, the first one was time just talking about people not knowing when to come back or when to be done and thinking that it has to be a certain structure. Uh, the second one is letting up on, uh, recovery techniques in your deload And then the third one is coming back and absolutely crushing yourself on your first day and uh, essentially negating all of the recovery that you just, uh, just had in the week or however long it was. Yeah. I'm going to add one more on there too, just off the top of my head, the people that um, like they deload, but then they don't deload, you know, I've had, yeah, that's, that's a good one. (laughs) the, The other one is like, Oh yeah, I'm deloading and to them deloading is like coming down like 10 pounds. They're still like bashing their heads against the wall, but they aren't, you know, maximum maximally exerting themselves. So they take that as a deload and nothing recovers. So it's and that ends up not being a deload. That just means that's just you kind of regressing in that week. Yeah. Yeah, basically. <laughs> it's like you just had like a bad week of training. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you um, didn't prioritize your recovery well enough. Yeah. Um, So that actually brings up an interesting uh, point. So there's a couple different ways to deload, right? Like specifically my deload, I didn't train at all. Um, A lot of deloads still have people training. But uh, actually, AJ, if you haven't watched that podcast, go watch that podcast. It was episode 17. Um he didn't actually talk about it in the podcast, but he talks about this uh, a pretty decent amount recently is it's not so much a D load as it is a D volume, um, which I think was a really, really good way to, to put it, um, you know, take all of your volume and bring everything back down to base level. And that's, that's a good way to, give yourself some extra ability to recover, but still be training. Yeah. Um, 
So I thought that that was a really interesting way um, to say deload so that it would make more sense to people in what you should actually be doing, especially if you're training, right? Is you're not necessarily removing, you can, you can, you're not, but not strictly removing load. You're really trying to pull all of your volume down, right? All of the things that bury you and uh, bring it to back to base level that you know you can recover from and then move from there. Yeah. I would still add a little bit of a decrease in load as well. Yeah. Just from my and, standpoint. And I do. Know? When I, you know, if I program a deload, honestly, most of the time I'll bring it down depending, well, I, yeah, depending on the person, right? Um, you know, I'll, I'll bring down volume. And then a lot of times the people that end up getting deloads the most are, are you know, my athletes that are more power lifter geared. Um, and so really we pull their volume down to like, not volume, their, their load down to like 65% mm-hmm. of what, you know, their normal working weight is. And that seems to work fine, you know? Um, so bring the volume down and then bring load down with it and don't try to then recompensate the fact that you brought the load down by filling it with more volume. Right. Cause, cause people will bring the load down on, you know, say what would be a six to eight, they'll bring the, they'll bring the load down, but then they'll take it all the way to like 20, mm-hmm. which you didn't, you then didn't gain anything from it. You know, you didn't reduce your recovery, recovery demand. Yeah. And the intensity is still there. You know, yeah. that's another thing that you kind of want to bring down as well as that intensity. Yeah. So um, you kind of got to do both, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think across the board, in my opinion, reps, sets, and load um, should all taper back. Yeah. You know, or you're just not in the gym, kind of like you did. Yeah. You know, if you're an athlete who, um, you know, unless you're like really messed up, uh, then I would maybe suggest just taking a nice week. Like your joints are just destroyed. Um, you know, you're really, really run down emotionally. Sorry about that. Um, you're okay. uh, yeah. You know, you're, you're really run down emotionally, like pretty much all the things that you kind of had, um, you know, then I would maybe just like take a nice week. But if you're, if it's kind of like a, eh, like, okay, it's, it might be time for like a deload. Um, but you're an athlete and you don't want to really be too out of it, you know, then I would really, you're someone who can't stay out of the gym, then yeah, sets, reps, load, uh, intensity within those, within those, um, sets and, uh, you know, definitely taper back across the board in my opinion. Yep. I agree. We're on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. Um, before we get too far into this, let's, uh, let's crush best thing, worst thing. Okay. What, um, how do you want to start? Would you like to start? I'll start. Nice. Well, it's kind of hard for me to start because I've been <laughs> a dealer. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't trained in like a week. Um, well, I trained today, I guess. Oh, okay. Uh, since I'm trying to think of like when we filmed the last podcast, 
AJ or yeah okay yeah that was the last one okay so uh worst thing to happen to me in the last week ish um i did this was my last session before my deload and of course it was rdl day gotta finish on rdl day and um i was in a completely new gym (laughs) of course I've been in so many gyms recently. <laughs> You've been hopping around, dude. You're yeah. a GTD. <laughs> yeah. Feels good, though. It's it's good to, to have some different environments. Yeah, for sure. Um, but anyway, so I was in a new gym. I was up in, up in Rockport. And it's time to do RDLs. Again, just like the week before, I felt great. Everything was like full steam ahead. I was going to crush it. Like I long paused my, my final warm up set. Um, and I set up, except when I set up, I generally have like my markers on the bar for where I set up my hands. These bars were different. And the knurling went like super far into the bar. And generally my hands are right about where the knurling ends towards the middle of the bar. But this one, the knurling was in super close. And so I set my hands way too far in. Okay. And then I should have just set it back down and refixed it, but I was already, I was already into it. It was like do or die at that point. And so I unracked it and I walked back. And that's when I noticed my hands were way too close. And uh, I started my, my sets, my set, my reps and my hands just kept running against my legs. And it just like mentally took me right out of the set. Like I couldn't stop thinking about my hands running against my legs. Yeah. And so uh, when I was supposed to get five, I only got three. Is that added friction, dude? Well, it was it was really just the mental game that it played with me. I was totally kidding. I've I have been there too. Like you grab too too close, and then you're riding up your legs, and you're just like, yeah. Fuck. I'm like, I can't stop thinking about this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that one, that one got me. I mean, technically, still a rep up from the last time I did it, but yeah. I've now had two weeks in a row where I'm like, I should have had this for five, and. I had some setup thing that messed it up for me, mm. which is all my own, my own fault, <laughs> you know? So I don't know. Just going to have to fix that next time around and actually get it right. Nick told me to, that it's because it's a plate. It's a plate thing. It's exactly five plates. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, just throw five Oh five on the bar and just finish it. Like, just, just call it good. Like, mm-hmm yeah just just move on and do what you got to do like stop thinking about it um i'm giving it too much too much thought and credit yeah so i might just do that throw fives on each side and rock it word (laughs) um yeah but we'll see we'll see how it goes i feel good about it yeah you know it i will say it moved really well. It was pretty cool. 
<laughs> I was, it was good. definitely, yeah, it was definitely like the most precise and fastest I've ever moved the weight. Okay. Which Good is, shit. you know, I went back and watched the video. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's easily five in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've got it, you know, just, just time to take it down. Exactly. Um, and then start working towards five and a half plates. Hell yeah. Crazy, dude. It's March. So maybe we'll shoot for six by the end of the yeah. year. <laughs> I was just about to say. We'll give it some time yeah i don't know i mean the rest of this year my my weight gain and off-season push changes dramatically um totally. you know we we definitely aren't pushing weight as much it's really a lot more of let's let's fill out where we're at a little bit slower progress wise to focus more on putting on muscle tissue just instead of just sheer size right mm-hmm. or sheer sheer mass um so it'll be a little bit different um i can expect progress to probably slow down a little bit um i, I mean there's gotta be a barrier somewhere right yeah i was like just there, thinking that. there has to be some point where i smash my head against the wall for a little while um but I'm going to pretend that there's not for as long as I can. Yeah, just don't right? I'm just going to keep going until yeah. something actually stops me. Yeah, don't look back. So, you know, we'll, we'll take it as far as it can go. But if, uh, if I find a wall soon, I'm completely happy with, with where things are at. I say that until I find the wall, of course. Yeah, knock on wood. Be like, what the fuck is stopping me? <laughs> <laughs> you not being able to get to 230 <laughs> I know. but yeah so that was probably the most annoying thing that happened this week in the gym um best thing that happened in the gym also happened on that same exact day oh actually i don't know if i can say that i had a really good push day yesterday okay Cool. Um, my incline press, just like it was my first day back after deload, and so I had push, and I just felt super good, super locked in. Like I didn't even, because you know the the whole goal coming back out of here was not to go to failure, like leave a couple in the tank, and I still PR'd. Nice. Like that's very nice. Yeah. Like. I threw an extra 10 pounds on my down set and rep PR'd it. Mm. And on my top set, I matched reps with no, like no problem, like not even a spot, nothing. Mm. Um, so it felt good. Um, also I went way deeper. Like my, my range of motion was just like way deeper, Mm. uh, which was cool. Yeah. Very. Okay. Good stuff. Um, yeah so that was actually that was really cool that was a fun session i had a lot of fun with that one i was just like kind of bopping around the gym by myself Mm -hmm. middle of the day you know nailed my incline i went and did a smith overhead again and that felt really good um you know instead of disappointing myself with with weighted dips i just did body weight and uh and just kind of repped it out and and enjoyed it um, and that was fun. I really love the machine fly that's there. 
it's probably one of the only fly machines that like feels right for me that I've ever used at least. Um, and so like just crushed those and I just like every single movement that I went and did just like went perfect. And I'm sore as fuck today. Nice. <laughs> Are you um, usually sore like that after? Um, no. Yeah. I also had a really good pump, which also yeah. was very normal. Cool. Um, yeah. So really good push day. Push days have definitely been on more of an upswing recently, which is refreshing because I was definitely beating my head against the wall with those for a while. So mm. hopefully can uh, pick up some ground with push over the next you know little while, try and get it to at least be you know acceptable in comparison to the rest of my lifts. Yeah. <laughs> Relativity, <laughs> dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that was a, that was a good thing, man. How would, uh, what about your week? Um, let's see. The best thing that happened is kind of random, but I've been having like these, this is not really like training or diet, like revolved around. I've been having like strings of nightmares like for the past like week last night was the first night i actually didn't have a nightmare but before that i had like five days of straight nightmares and i actually was talking to brady uh about like one of these nightmares in particular that was super weird so like i ended up having a nightmare with someone in my dream um this like famous lady um she's like famous for being a vegan lady you guys might know her actually um and the following night Bowden had the same exact lady in his dream which freaked me the fuck out um you know what that means teleporty no i don't know dude it means you need to move to corning (laughs) yeah i gotta get away from this bad juju dude i think so yeah, so um, <laughs> outside of those nightmares, um, things have been really good, though. You know, I've been eating a lot more. I've been going to bed way earlier. I've been waking up earlier. Um, my my lifts are going well, um, and, and the food is really kind of the biggest thing for me, in my opinion. Like, definitely eating much more. So that is good. Yeah. Body you- weight is still the same. So? Yeah. So, um I might talk to Nick about that just because I'm, you know, it's like, it doesn't, in my opinion, sometimes you got to give yourself like two weeks to really see like some decent change here, you know? And like food yeah. is really started, started to pick up in the past week. Like the week before that it was, it was in, but now it's like, I'm like nailing things. So, which is nice. Yeah. You know, is, is there a chance that with all of these things that are clicking, you know, your output is a lot more, you know, your body's running so much more efficiently now, especially that you're, you know, you're sleeping Mm -hmm. um, that you probably need more. I feel like I have upregulated in a, in a sense, and that I will need more food um, than what's going in, which is fine. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Cause like those things happen, you know, when you suddenly all of the boxes start being ticked, your body's like, Oh, it's go time. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. And, uh, you know, things kind of kick up a notch and then you got to adjust again. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Um, so, yeah, that's that's probably what you need. 
Mm-hmm. And Nick and I don't really, we don't really talk too much uh, in terms of like, uh, you know, like check-ins and stuff like that. Yeah. So like a lot of it gets played by ear. Um, so I'll probably be talking to him in the next like week or so. This yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, in yeah. terms of lifts, I didn't get folded today uh, on my leg day. Um, I, for some reason, like 185 that one day, like t- I think it was like two, three weeks ago. I think I got it for like four. Um, my body weight was heavier though. Um, but yeah, I haven't seen that in like two weeks now. So I kind of like, I, I'm, I want that back obviously. Yeah. That happened to me a lot though. When I was yeah, going after yeah, the, the three plates, the front squat is, is a pretty hit or miss movement for me. It is dude. It's so hard to get it right. Mm-hmm. You know, and last week it was my feet and my hips. Yeah, and, and my you're back. Going, you're going through so much lower, so much more lower back loading right now. Yeah. And it's hard to combat like a front squat mm-hmm. when you're just fatigued back there. It's difficult. Yeah. Um I crunched the numbers. Um 137, dude. You're even further down. Further down. That's what I'm, that's why I'm thinking. I think I've like, because all of this stuff is like falling into place now. Yeah. I think I'm deaf, like the, not, I don't, I don't like not say metabolism, but like I've definitely upregulated in some areas for sure. Yeah, dude. So, big time. Big yeah, time. Yeah. And my hunger is also here as well. Like I get hungry and I'm like, oh, like to the point where I'm like, oh shit, I'm kind of like getting a little like queasy, hungry. So, wow. yeah. Yeah. You definitely got to eat more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, Go get yourself some some Mickey D's. Yeah, right. which is why I'm gonna hit this meal after this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like I've I have to prioritize that now. Like I can't yeah. not just like it. Fucking a month ago, I would have been like, screw it, we'll just go all night and then I'll just go to bed and yeah. I'll try to eat tomorrow. But no, right. um, I have to nail it. So yeah, definitely not fucking around anymore. Ooh, can't even speak. A food push is coming big time. Yeah. Um. Yeah, front squats are, are weird, man. You know, there there was a while in there, and sometimes I, I think about my training this way. I'm like, I think I need to pull back on the day before my front squats if I want to perform my front squats right. Yeah, you kind of got a back burner in movement. Right, it. like I, I barbell row the day before my front squats. And yeah. especially because, like, a huge part of front squats is just, like, lat mobility and having you know being able to actually get here right and if my whole back is tight as fuck from like crushing back day it's not gonna my front squats go to shit right yeah (laughs) so yeah there's some times where i've purposefully pulled back a day before because i wanted to progress you know, movement, just, just, you know, prioritizing a movement and, you know, maybe I should stop prioritizing all of my leg days, (laughs) Uh, you know, give some other body parts a a chance to catch up. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's hard, full force on the RDL. I love leg days. Yeah. (laughs) But I, I don't want to be that guy. You know, I don't want to just have legs. Oh, 
Dude, it's better to have them now and try to get them later. Yeah, know? true that. There's a kid in the gym that I see doing legs like almost every time I'm in there. And I'm like, and he's like a younger dude too. I'm like, the kid's going to have some nice quads. Yeah, if he doesn't destroy himself. Yeah, I know. Like the stuff that I do see him doing though, you know, like he does a lot of volume. So yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Most but he's he's young. He needs time. You know, he'll hopefully he falls into the he right. He might path. learn. He yeah. might learn. There's plenty who don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. But I don't know. I just I really want to be like stupid strong at all of my leg movements because I like them the best. I think they're the coolest of the lifts. Um. So yeah, I just I'm like. Man, it'd be really cool to front squat a stupid amount of weight. I'm like, man, it'd be really cool to RDL like a stupid amount of weight. And so my head is just so set on like doing those. Like, I really, really don't give a fuck about bench pressing. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I really don't. <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I don't think it's cool when people tell me what their bench press is. I don't think it's cool when I tell people what my bench press is. It's just, I just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and like rowing's cool, I guess. Yes, it is. Um, that's the only upper body movement, in my opinion, also. Yeah. That, that's like kind of cool and can, because no one rows big weight, dude. Honestly. Yeah. No, you'll never, you see dudes bench big weight, but then they go and they'll grab the, like those mini barbells that only go up to like 90, hundred pounds. And then I'll roll that maybe, mm-hmm. you know, but it's like, dude, you could, you, you could totally be rowing like three plates right now with your mass. Like you don't, you should not be rowing like 25s on either side. Yeah. 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 But I mean, I, I've, I can't, I can't say I don't care about it. I've definitely put a lot of attention on my, on my rows. Um, so yeah, I, I really just don't care about push day movements as much as I care about. Well, when I think about it, essentially hip based movements. <laughs> I was going to say, I think you like the row because you're also able to kind of hit. Because I'm, I'm, I'm hinged over. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I'm, I'm that's strong home. in that position. I'm, I'm good there. Yeah. I'm confident and, you know, being like that. So. I got to get better at push though. So I think we all could dude. Honestly, honestly, honestly it's, it's hard. It is. I, I give credit to people that are, are good pushers. Yeah. Cause I don't know. It's like, remember when there was a time and we still talk about it. They're like Monday is international chess day. And like, what's your bench bro kind of thing. Yeah, but it seems like the general consensus of people that you know you and I talk to, everybody's like, push sucks, like yeah. benching sucks. And it's just it's a it's it doesn't click as well. I feel like just across the board, it just doesn't click as well. Like leg movements in general don't click for people. I think um, maybe just across the board, kind of movements just don't click for people if they don't understand like the general like mobility stability strength kind of thing revolving revolving around like their spine and their hips and their shoulders like if you don't have like an understanding of that stuff 
then you're probably not very proficient with your presses or your squats or like anything like that. But I find that like when you start to like access these like new ranges of motion or these like new, you know, skills, more control. Yeah, exactly. Like more control over your movement, the better um, and more fun those movements get, obviously. Yeah, it becomes way more enjoyable. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, maybe that just has to do with how many joints are actually in play in those movements. Like a squat, you've got your ankles, knees, hips. And then in a bench, you've got, I mean, I guess you have your wrists, but predominantly it's shoulder, elbow. Mm. Um, so it feels less complicated. And so people just gravitate toward it. I don't know. Also, you're far more externally stabilized in a pressing movement. I think that's actually it. <laughs> yeah, the stability. Yeah, you're, you're stabilized by a bench. Mm-hmm. Right? In a squat, you can fall over. Yeah. You know? Yep. Which is probably why everyone likes doing leg press over squat and, and isolation movements. Yeah. It's just because it takes... Like having external yeah. stabilization. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. probably it. That does make a lot of sense. That's probably it. Especially yeah. if you're new into the gym. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you just gravitate towards the thing that are going to help you do the job that you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. So, yeah, I get it. Um, but I just think as you actually get deeper into training, push just stops working. <laughs> like it just, <laughs> it just doesn't. And I think... I think it kind of has to do with it is way harder to push like a bench press set than it is to push like a squat set. Yeah. Like trying to push for extra reps on a squat is way more doable than a bench. Like you can, your resting position in a squat is fairly easy to stand in for a long time. Right. You can take a second to gather your thoughts and breathe. But in a bench, you're always forced under the weight in a less advantageous position than you are in a squat. Yeah. Right. I think it's because of the amount of tissue that you've got. You know, there's much less upper body tissue um, than there's like lower body tissue. So it can kind of, it can handle it. A little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely um, lower body handles volume a lot better than upper body does. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Um, Yeah. Like you don't, you really don't do bench sets to 20. No. People do squat sets to 20 all the time. Yeah. You know? Um, Yeah. It just, it's a muscle that burns out a lot quicker. And once it's out, like it's done. It just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like usually you can take like a breath or two at the top or maybe three and yeah. like, you'll usually be able to get one more. Not so much on like a press though. Like, especially an overhead press. It's kind of like not game over. Yeah. yeah. Like your last rep is your last rep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. When you're done, you're done. Um, so yeah. Anyway, that's pressing. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ooh, I wanted to ask this question because we've never actually talked about this before. All right. 
why do you think men's physique gets so much hate? Um, <laughs> I, I just think it's because they don't show their legs, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. They're like notorious for not showing their legs. Right. Well, that you don't have to show your legs in the division. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think it's like because of that, it's kind of like a, oh, like you don't have to like focus on your legs like like the bodybuilders do you know like they have to put in that like blood sweat and tears like to get those like massive quads but then like you know these guys can just walk up with some like board shorts and just like yeah not even care you know yeah i think i think a part of it is because the sport is bodybuilding not upper bodybuilding truth right so I think that's part of it. I think, well, I think there's a couple parts to it, right? I think another part of it is there's a much smaller barrier to entry. Yeah. And, men, and don't, nobody take that personally, <laughs> right? But there's no men's physique guy stepping on stage at 250 pounds. Right. I will say the men's physique guys have gotten a lot bigger recently. Um, most of them actually would probably do well in classic if they developed like a set of legs mm-hmm. um, because they have such crazy shoulder to waist ratios. Cause that's what the whole division is. Right. They would probably do really well in classic. Um, so yeah, it's it, at this point now that classic is a division I think a lot of people are just like, why don't you just go do classic? Um, yeah. And then probably the third piece is a fitness influencer piece. And it seems generally like douchebag fitness influencers are also men's physique guys. And it gives a, a kind of stigma or image Mm-hmm. right yeah it's kind of like maybe it falls in the same category as like being able to kind of like not cross your t's and dye your eyes where these guys can kind of just like i don't want to say that a lot you know like a majority of them do it but like a majority of these guys that you'll see on instagram particularly they've been on something um but they won't like tell you like even if like you asked you know it's one thing being asked and then being honest but it's another thing being asked and then just like straight up lying to someone's face you know like i i think it's obviously way more credible when someone is able to kind of like openly talk about whatever they've like done in the past um you know if they've been asked and like they're cool with that you know because in reality it's really it just comes down to like that person you know what i mean and if someone's kind of like dodging like something like that it shows their character um so, you know, like if someone can kind of just like hop on stage, so to speak, and not train their legs and just train their upper body, it's like a, not a very similar, you know, thing, but like, it's kind of like where those people end up gravitating to for sure. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up and see, see what your thoughts were on it. I don't want to, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings or, you know, get anybody upset about it, but I was just, I saw the question and I was like, yeah, let's, let's see. Let's see what the thoughts are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Um, important question now. Pendulum squat or hack squat? 
Have you ever used a pendulum squat? Yeah, I have one at my gym. Um, no? I don't use it, though. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I have. I have in the past. Um, and, like, you can load the fuck out of it, you know? You can, like, I, I could put, like, six, seven plates on that thing and, like, go at it. But then I go to a leg press or a hack squat, and I can only put on, like, a plate or two, you know? It's much more humbling when you, especially, like, I don't want to say that but my in- hack... That is completely dependent on the piece, though. I, I was say. just about to say my right. hack is very different than a lot your, of other yeah. people's hacks. Your hack is like vertical. <laughs> yeah, like it was built in like some dude's dirty garage, and he Pretty had much. he wasn't sure what he was supposed to do, but he knew it was supposed to kind of replicate a squat. Yeah, like yeah, people have to stand up to squat, and <laughs> and that's how he built it. <laughs> Yeah, my hack is pretty humbling. Um, the leg press is too, in my opinion. But I can obviously load that much more. Um, the pendulum, in my opinion, does a really good job of... It's it's much easier for people, for beginners. Um, I think just because um, like the movement and the amount of room that they have, like they're not exactly locked. It's kind of like an isolation, but they're not exactly locked. Like their torso isn't pent up against something with their legs locked like against the leg press and this one it's kind of like your torso angle can kind of change a little bit your hips can kind of move around a little bit and your legs can move around a little bit more um so i think a pendulum is a little bit more forgiving um and a hack is a little bit less forgiving Hmm. what was the original question again (laughs) (laughs) pendulum versus hack squat okay yeah so i think i kind of answered that then so which one wins which one's better? Uh, I think hack squat will take priority. Um, pendulum is a good bridge for someone like even learning kind of how to squat, in my opinion, too, because I've had people that just don't move too well. Um, but then you put them on a pendulum and they just move much, much better. Um, so if you can kind of use that as a bridge, if you can use any movement as a bridge for any other movement, that's kind of like what we do. You know, we, we don't just kind of put someone into a movement that they can't do and then just have them bash their heads until nothing happens. You know, you kind of, you have to find, um, you have to find a different movement, a regression um, so that you can progress that movement and then you can, you know, move into the next one. You think? In my opinion. Yeah. I mean, right off the bat, if you've got someone, my head off front squats. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's, yeah. I think it's a, it's a little bit different in terms of your training experience too. You know, um, like your, your front squats probably didn't look very pretty. Like right off the bat, dude, my front squats were terrible. Yeah. Like, I mean, I couldn't even back squat at that point either. Mm. Cause I just, my hips, were so bad like i couldn't i couldn't fucking do anything the other thing that i was going to say is that you should also be like actively working on something to help fix the problem you know it's not like you just like go into like a a pendulum squat and all of a sudden you can like squat like that like you probably have to be where you have to actively be working on your hips and your spine and things like that yeah oh man pardon me (laughs) um yeah, I mean, I'm always going to pick hack squat, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and mostly because 
I mean, granted, some hack squad machines are really bad, but I see it more often in pendulum squat machines where the curve of the pendulum is not natural at all. Um, go ahead. <laughs> what way are you facing also? That's the other thing. Because some with my pendulum squad, if you face with, if you rack up with your back against it, so that you're facing forward, it will wreck you. But if you face the opposite way, it drives real nice. Yeah, so that's a V-squat. Word. Um, just, there's so many different types. And minorly different. Yeah, I hate that shit. <laughs> minorly different, but different enough. Um, the pendulum, what's nice about the pendulum is when you come down, I'm going to pretend. Okay. Here's knee fingers connecting are the knee, right? And my wrist <laughs> is on the platform. Okay. When you're coming down into a pendulum, you're just coming down into your knee, yeah. right? Which is super intense degree of knee flexion and hip flexion, almost like without really any, angle change at the ankle, which is, you know, it's, it's beneficial, but it's really, the movement ends up feeling like a leg extension. Yeah. Um, with a hack squat, you still get a little bit more like a squat pattern. Um, and depending on the pendulum squat and how that arc is actually set up, it can just be super messed up. Like if, um, gotta make more if you're listening to this on audio i'm sorry i'm making hand figurines here <laughs> but so pendulum right is like this um and depending on how long that arm is to the actual seat that you're into it can throw off the whole movement pattern that's you facing um, away yeah 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 um, so a lot of times they, uh, they just don't quite, uh, line up. Right. Yeah. It feels like garbage when you, when you pendulum, this is the first time I've had a difference between pendulum and, and a V squat. No lie. Like I just call a machine a machine, you know what I mean? Um, and you can, I guess, use it in a couple different ways, yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> when you face towards it, it feels way better, um, for that reason. You know, it gives you a little bit more room and you're not just kind of just crunching into your knees. Um, you're able to kind of open up your hips, set your hips back. You can set a torso angle. You know, it's much more forgiving um, in a V squat than it is a pendulum squat. Yeah. Um, so, but as I was saying, you know, I'll, I'll take the hack squat all day. Yeah, same. Um, I just like linear hacks way better. Mm. Um, they're, they're easier to make work for more people. You can still get stupid amounts of knee and hip flexion in them without too much ankle change, which really is the whole goal of ax squat anyway. And um, yeah, I just, I think they feel better. They're easier to get the, the mechanics for it. Um, so that's, that's my own personal opinion. You know, they're both viable options if you only have one. And if you have both, try them out and see which one you like better. 
Know what I'm saying? Know what I'm saying? Know what I mean? Know what I mean? That's what I'm talking about. All right, man. Next one. What's your opinion on test boosters? Oh, God. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that you would find it like GNZ? Sure. Uh, in, they'd... in general. In general. Doesn't have to be GNC. In general. Are we talking natural test boosters or like test? No, I'm not, I'm not talking about TRT or HRT. I'm like, okay. All right. Like, uh, on a bottle, test booster. Uh, they, you are better off just flushing your money down the toilet. <laughs> in my opinion yeah so if if you're someone who is already generally healthy they're going to do absolutely nothing for you jack all yeah um and they're just a really expensive way to take a pill for eight weeks mm-hmm. yeah i remember i i've tried them out too um like back in the day i think it was called p6 from cellucor they had a natural test booster. Yeah. Um, it's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, right. Um, like Brady was saying, like, if you're just like a... If, if you're, you're healthy. Dude, yeah, you're healthy. You're healthy, normal dude. Yeah. And even if you're not, if you're not, a natural test booster is not going to help you if you are, if you have a serious, you know, if you have a serious condition where like your testosterone levels are really, really low taking P6 won't help you. Okay. P6 don't come at me, but like P6 isn't something that you're going to need. You're going to need to talk to your, to your doctor and your doctor is probably going to do something with that. Yeah. Um, If you're at that point where, you know, you've, you've taken, you know, panel and your test is actually low. Just unless you're dead set on being a natural bodybuilder. Right. And at this point, you know, you're competitive, you've competed multiple times, you're, you know, you've got your pro card and staying in natural is where you want to be. Any of those circumstances, I mean, good luck, you know, but if that's not you and you're just someone who likes training, probably talk to your doctor about just having, you know, HRT or a TRT dose. Yeah. Like if you're in that position, Yeah. Like you're just going to have to talk to your doctor because, or, you know, how did you get there? Like, are you extremely obese and are you over the age of 55? Like these are all scenarios that would kind of point you toward, I mean, the over 65 thing, you know, like naturally declining. And you kind of want to talk to your doctor about that to increase bone density and muscle mass. Like, don't get me wrong, guys. There, there is a place for things like that Mm -hmm. and it's totally fine. Um, Especially as you get older. Yeah, it really is. Um, it's, it's kind of like, um, pushing the curve, um, over, you know, to the, to the right, you know? So like, if you are someone, especially like in women, when they get to the age of 30, um, typically bone, bone mass declines. So like by the time you're 65, let's say like when you're 30, it's at like 50 and I'm just giving a relative number, just a random number 50. And then by the time you hit like 70, that number has dwindled all the way down to let's say 10, right? Let's say in like your forties or in your thirties, you decided to do a little bit of something, something um, you work out, you increase bone, bone density and things like that. You can push that curve. <laughs> I'm just using women here, um, but, <laughs> but like you can push that curve a little bit further to the right. Okay. Um, so that you don't end up with like in that 10 category, you'd maybe end around the 25, you know, or 40 who the hell knows. 
Um, and that is better. If you're older, you want to have denser bones and more muscle mass, whether you're a man or a woman, that's just what you want. Cause you don't want to be brittle. Um, and you'll feel a lot better. Yes, you will. Yeah. Yeah. So in males, general in healthy males, uh, generally after the age of 40, your natural test levels year after year decline. Um, and that's, it's at least over here in the U S it is very, very easy and normal, um, to get a TRT dose of test. Um, that's what that means. Testosterone replacement therapy. Um, yeah, it's, it's completely normal. Um, I don't really know why we're talking about this. Almost none of our listener base is the same. It was a question. It was a question. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if, you know what, let's bring this back to our normal audience. If you're not on the older side, um, you know, if you're under 40, you're healthy, you're young, test boosters are not going to make you Ronnie Coleman. I'm sorry. Natural test boosters. Yeah. Yeah. Natural test boosters aren't going to make you Ronnie Coleman. Um, they, in fact, probably the only thing they're going to do for you is give you a placebo and give you the confidence to lift more weight. Yeah. That's probably it is Mm -hmm. you'll go, Ooh, I'm on test boosters. Now I can lift more weight in the gym and you will. Yeah. Because you decided that was what is happening. And to give them the benefit of the doubt, right. The, of the absolute doubt, um, they will only increase those levels by like like a couple Pigeons. a couple Pigeons. points a couple you yeah. you can get on like some tea or some shit and those levels will skyrocket you know you can hundreds sometimes depending on like what people do like a, a natural test testosterone booster will not even compete yeah yeah if you really want the effects of boosting testosterone just go fucking take testosterone just eat some like peanut butter like naturally just like eat some fats you know and if you're if you're obese i would lose that weight honestly because because generally speaking the the guys that are suffering from that stuff they are obese yeah yep that's true like i said um you know right at the beginning of this question um most of my answers are geared towards if you're a healthy individual you know healthy young individual then um it's not gonna do anything for you yeah Save your money, buy food, invest in your own sleep. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's another thing too. Mm -hmm. Stress, Um, sleep, literally all the things that we preach. Oh, yeah, dude. Will help your testosterone levels. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Stress is huge. Um, You know, and and talking about things, you know, you you brought up women a couple of times. Um, Women, if, if you're struggling with weight loss, weight gain, um, stress, sleep, any of these things. Um, the big one that's not really talked about much, um, is actually probably your birth control. Um, Mm. if you are on a hormone based birth control, understand that your hormones are being fucked with. Right. Uh, under, depending on, on what pill you're taking and a number of, of different things can be happening in your body that are stunting your progress or, or affecting, you know, kind of what 
you're trying to achieve. Um, so take that into mind. You know, that, that's one thing that I've seen firsthand with mm-hmm. a lot of different women is, is just how much their birth control messes with their headspace messes, you know, cause it's playing with a ton of different hormones that, um, you know, dictate how we function and how we think and how we feel and, you know, putting on muscle, losing weight, gaining weight. It's, it seriously is a hell of a pill. Um, it really is really, really easy to get handed um, out like candy. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just if you haven't thought about it yet and you're, you're a woman that's listening to this, you're one of like the 7% uh, that listen to us understand that your birth control might be affecting you more than you think it is. Yeah. Um, so that was just a, a disclaimer I kind of wanted to put out there. Cause a lot of people, don't realize how much that affects you it really does yeah like now that i mention it too like i know that you just said that all the women that you've talked to so far dude yeah same like all the women that i've talked to that that have been on it i mean random like maybe like one like golden star was like it's amazing but like a handful of those people were like my face broke out i gained all this weight i'm super emotional like it just doesn't really yep. sit well with them. I'm depressed. I'm anxious. Yes. Yeah. Yep. I lost my sex drive. Mm-hmm. All, all of these things, right? It is, it's intense. And I, I haven't looked too far into it, but I almost feel like it's not as regulated as it should be um, for just how, how much it changes somebody. Yeah, especially if we're talking pharmaceutical. Yeah, like they what they really should do if they really wanted to get serious that they definitely don't do is they should like test your hormone levels and see exactly what's going on. And then they should give you like some sort of like a titrated pill, like honestly, like a custom. That would be kind of dope if they could come out with like a nice little custom, you know, because, you know, just giving one pill to a handful or like an entire pop, you know, you're going to have these outliers you know, yeah. far and probably in the middle as well, like somewhere close to the middle, you know, you're going to have a handful of people that, that obviously react well, cause that's generally how things go. But like best case scenario, you want to have something that doesn't make you crazy. Want to pull your hair out, make you gain weight, give you all this acne, um, but still do what it needs to do, you know? So, yeah. And they make non-hormonal birth control, um, but it's, hmm. it's generally um, comes with a lot of, uh, scary stories <laughs> non-hormonal birth control i haven't heard of that um so there's there's iud's um oh okay yeah so that, Dude, that's, that's not, still that's yeah it's still a thing um it's I- iud's are still heavy hormonal some of them uh the copper ones are not copper yes what the fuck <laughs> anyway we we won't delve too far into the topic of birth control <laughs> um but it is, it is a very serious topic, especially if um, you're kind of wondering why you're in a bit of a funk recently, you know, kind of take, <laughs> take a look at that, you know? Um, and if, if you have more information you'd like to share, I'd, I'd honestly love to hear it. Same. Um, it yeah. is a topic that's actually really interesting uh, to me. So, if, you know, if you'd like to talk about your experience or, or any of that stuff, 
uh, I'm more than more than willing to listen um, yeah. and learn. And like all this stuff, this is just our opinions, you know? And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. We would love to learn more. I'm not, I'm not trying to tell anybody what they should and shouldn't do. Um, it's totally your body and you can do what you want with it. Um, but I just, uh, I wanted to put that point out there cause I don't think it's talked about enough. It should be, it should um, be put out there. Yeah. Cause a lot of times it's just thrown out. Oh, well starting to become sexually active. Better just cop on birth control. So I don't have kids. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, honestly it ends up fucking up a lot of people. Yeah. Um, because it's, it's so easily prescribed. Yeah. Right. Um, so anyway, we'll move on from there. That was fun. Um, that question originated at test boosters. So yeah, males mm -hmm. don't take them. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't waste your money for sure. Yeah. Um, many better things you can put your money towards because they are expensive. Like they're so expensive for trash. <laughs> uh natural test boosters yeah i think the cellucor thing was literally like 65 dollars yeah. for a bottle yeah like four weeks mm -hmm. yes yeah yeah it's crazy it's crazy people buy them though mm -hmm. so they still sell them but yeah that's sure. the up that's the supplement industry anyway yeah mm -hmm. um speaking of supplements what's uh what's the most caffeine you've ever taken pre-workout um then it's not really something that I've like actively tried to track actually like Calvin and us, like all talking about it earlier. We were like, yeah, it's like 500. I honestly think probably like five to 600 milligrams, maybe just because I've like done like double triple scoops of pre-workout, like even like intra workout. I'm like, not enough. Cause I just don't feel anything. Just pop another like scoop in my mouth, you know, kind of a yeah. thing. That was a while ago, but yeah, I would say maybe like upwards of 600 is probably the most I've ever taken. Let me think. Uh, definitely during my diet, I think probably two hours before my workout, I took, a, it's called a FUBAR from Redcon. That's mm -hmm. 400 milligrams. And then pre-workout, I took two scoops of Total War. Oh, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> oh dude total war is like literally like fucking me up dude like i take a half scoop and after my workout my heart rate can't come back down yeah i actually might not take it next time i work out yeah crazy brady you can recommend going back to a high grade pre-workout <laughs> yeah yeah dude that was that's fucking with me yeah and um, brady that's like almost a gram probably yeah, it was. it was. That was yeah. About a gram. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Were you feeling it, Mr. Krabs? <laughs> Honestly, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> probably not. At that point in, in diet and prep, I, was, I didn't feel shit. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't even know what a pump was any, anymore. Like everything just hurt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a hell of a time. I hope to never have to do that again mm -hmm. and be as extreme as that was. I think this off season is going to build me up good enough that I'll be good to go. You know, I just started that, that prep from such a bad spot. You know, mm -hmm. we were just like milking every last inch of runway. Yeah. And it just, 
it was tough. <laughs> um, ooh, all right. What works best for building forearms? Do you train them directly? I haven't trained forearms directly since like 10th grade. <laughs> 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 like, yeah, like sitting over the bench and like yeah. going up and then flipping <laughs> your wrist and going this way. No, I don't directly train my forearm. And even if I did, I wouldn't want to do that because my forearms are like the size of my biceps right now. So I don't want to have like massively jacked up forearms to begin with. So no, oh, I don't. Makes um, your wrist look smaller though. Yeah. And that's a good so. thing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you want to have this like drumstick wing. Yeah. <laughs> I get that. Totally get that. Oh, um, I, I don't train them directly though. So what works best for building them? I would say probably training them directly um, outside of just like, I mean, they get, they get trained when we grab literally anything, you know what I mean? Like we do have those wrist wraps that, that definitely help out, but like, you know, we still do like walking lunges and, and rows and shit. We're still gripping that shit. You know, it's not like you just let go. Cause if you let go, that shit just drops. Um, but I mean, I feel gimmicky just trying to give out like, forearm exercises you know especially because i don't do them so all right um so no i i do not um isolated train my my forearms yeah that's pretty um but my recommendations for building forearms hold some heavy ass shit Mm -hmm. and do hammer curls i was just about to say you can just do hammers that's kind of like do hammer curls Mm -hmm. honestly Dual purpose. Hit your buys. Grab yourself a little forearm action. Mm-hmm. Jerk off. You're good. <laughs> anyway. But then you, but don't forget to switch, guys, because come on, you're going to end up with like <laughs> one jacked arm, one not jacked arm. So also don't know. do that. Don't do it in the gym. That would be weird. <laughs> don't do two sets of jerks and, and call it good. True. Um, <laughs> not the place. Save it. Save it for home. <laughs> yeah. Save it for the home gym. Yep. Car ride back home. No, (laughs) that might be dangerous. Oh, man. All right. Uh, We're crushing these questions. We're going to keep moving. I know. We're like, we're like, we're speed speed running this one. I wrote down so many questions. So I'm trying to get through as many of them (laughs) as possible. What what are some ways to increase your appetite? There's a lot of them. There's a lot of different ways. Sleep. Um, sleep, not, not my first, not my first go-to, but just something that (laughs) popped up in my head. Um, just because I've noticed it so much with myself is that if I have like a nice night's sleep, I wake up nice and hungry and I actually have like a solid day of eating. Um, but, um, in terms of getting, I, we're, we're probably gonna have two different approaches just because our brains kind of think a little bit differently, which is good. Um, Sometimes very similarly as well. That's um, why we do this podcast. Exactly. <laughs> um, so honestly, I think the reason why uh, someone would even want to do that in the first place, kind of like trying to get a little bit more hungry, might be because they've gotten to the point where food is just unattractive to them now because they've been maybe force feeding. So what I would suggest is tapering back for like a week or so on that food just a little bit just to kind of get your hunger back. Um, and then you can kind of trickle it back in for yourself. 
That actually was going to be one of my answers. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So some people like to call them mini cuts. Uh, honestly, it's a couple different ways to think about it. But yeah, so pull your food back for a week. I promise you won't lose all your gains. And, um, you know, it might re-stimulate your appetite. That's one good way to do it. Train harder. Um, you know, demand yourself to need more food. Do some cardio. Yep. Um, that's another good way. Um, what Stress I say? levels down as well. Of course, yeah. Take care of all of your other recovery methods. Mm-hmm. Um, look at the foods you're eating. It's true. Yep. Um, you know. Oh, actually, also look at overall your diet. How many fats are you consuming? Um, mm-hmm. Fats are going to slow down your digestion um, of carbs. And so if you're constantly throwing in a lot of fats into your meal, it's going to continue to slow down that digestion. And when that happens, you're just not moving food through, you know, quickly. And so you're going to be less hungry. That's why people, people don't want to hear this. That's why the keto, one of reason why the keto diet is effective is because you're consuming so much fat and protein, which protein is already a slow digesting macro. And then on top of that, all of the fats that you're consuming, you're digesting, your food digestion is so slow, you don't need to eat a lot. Yeah, you're like super satiated. You're like, you can plus. eat two meals and be fucking great. Yeah, yeah. Right? So that's one reason why we, I wasn't even going to get into this. That's one reason why keto works. It slows down your digestion. You're satiated and full for way longer, right? The other reason why it works, you've literally thrown out an entire macro. Thank you. Thank you. Like you you just limited your foods that you can eat. Yeah. So you're going to eat less. It's mm-hmm. it's not magic. It's, yeah. you know, it's changing ketones and all that bullshit. Grand scheme of things. You're eating less. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. And, and <laughs> even the people that are like, oh, I am keto and I'm eating like 200 grams of protein. It's like, bro, gluco. I'm, I'm not trying to get all nerdy on you guys, but like there's this thing called the gluco neogenesis where you can literally just create glucose from a fat or a protein molecule. Like it just it, that's what your, your body's super fucking effective at things like that. So it can just create that. And now you're not in ketosis, you know? And so the unfortunate thing is that people just associate cutting those carbs out and then bam, they lose all that weight. But what right. happens behind the scenes is exactly what Brady said. All these things kind of slow down to keep you more satiated. You've cut out an entire macro. Like that's yeah. if you look like on you the literally uh, dropped all of the food that's in your cupboard. Yeah. Yeah. It's every single bit of it. Generally speaking, carbohydrates will make up 50% of the overall macros that you're going to eat in that one day. So if you just take out 50% of your cows, so total 2,000, and then you you cut out 1,000 calories, guys, that's the reason why you're losing weight. If you cut 1,000 calories from protein or fats and carbs all all across the board, you would still get the same effect with those carbs in there. We should 
definitely do this as a snack em episode yeah, and go into it. Um, yeah, because keto keto's a big thing and a lot of people don't understand why it works because mm-hmm. it does work. It works for a lot of people. A lot of people find it really easy to follow. Just mm-hmm. got to eat protein and fats. That's awesome. If that works for them, great. Right. You know, it, but it's not because of some magic. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, like, like a clock. Like there isn't like someone inside, like twisting this thing. There's like <laughs> gears and shit. Like there, some, there's a thought behind it. You know, it's not just like some little clock turning elf in there like there's a reason and it's just unfortunate because a lot of people just think that there's an elf in there and and like the magic happens because carbohydrates are the devil and and like they need to not eat them you know yeah so if you're listening to this right now um hit the like button that'll tell us you want to do a a snack episode on uh, (laughs) on keto and uh and we'll get that one done um so yeah we won't we won't delve any further into this. We wanted to end here soon um, because we both need to eat. True. Um, okay. This is a good one. And, uh, and we'll probably end it after this one. All right. Would you rather experience the first day of the world or the last day of the world? And then I can't experience anything else after that. That's it. Mama man is the last day of the world like comets raining down like like exploding our earth maybe that's how I'm, the world ends i'm just gonna go with a, a first day of the world kind of a scene really i think so yeah not a chance for me I all right give it to me rather try and convince me Brady. convince me okay so think about what the world is Got you. It's a rock. Right? Everything on this rock had to grow. The first day of the world, you were literally just looking at a rock. Okay. So <laughs> like, typically there's like, no oxygen even to begin with. I'd die instantly. So I, I imagine I you're you're an omniscient being. <laughs> <laughs> You're, you're an extraterrestrial, right? And you're just you. you're just seeing the formation of our solar system, right? All right. Okay. The Earth, there's nothing special to the Earth on day one. Okay. Because it hasn't grown all of the things that it took billions on billions on billions of years to grow. In fact, I think at first the Earth was just ridden with fucking volcanoes. So it, it literally just looked like it looked like the moon, but lava, like lots of lava and, and volcanoes everywhere. So craters, right? All of our lakes and stuff are just dragon craters in the earth that filled with water. Um, just a thought. I <laughs> <laughs> totally fair enough. Totally fair enough, Brady. Um, yeah, we had we had a like fuck ton of. Honestly, I can tell you from the stromatolite period, which was like the very first thing ever. So like our Earth is four billion years old. The universe as we know it is, I think, 12 billion years old. Um, Stromatolites were the first. They were the first organism that was basically in the sea that could take in 
um, there was no oxygen around. So they could take in, um, I think it was, it was fucking, I don't know, pick, pick whatever fucking element you want. And then they could turn it, turn it, uh, they can generate oxygen. And then basically they super saturated the water with oxygen. And then that, the, the oxygen from the water leached into the air and then gave us like air that we can breathe. And then, and now you have aerobic. So they were the first anaerobic organisms that gave life to uh, aerobic organisms, things that could breathe life. That's what I, that's cool. That's that's out of a book, right? (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Yeah. But Um, I mean, I guess what kind of defines the world first day of the world is it really just like the rock or is it really, yes, Dwayne Johnson. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Or is the first day of the world, you know, when organisms started blossoming and the thing is, it's like evolution is pre-organism era. era. Yeah. That would be like a pre-organism era. Yeah. Hmm. So I would rather see the end and just like watch its absolute destruction what about this one no one technically right no one knows how it started but everyone will know how it ends well everyone that's alive will know how it ends yeah true yeah like peeps in like the 19s and 18s sorry not gonna know (laughs) (laughs) we're not gonna know i mean i hope you don't figure it out not that would but i i still am on the side of conception I don't want to die also dude no 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 I mean, no 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 we're from mars still a being still a being i suppose we're obviously okay. conscious enough to understand that we're seeing the beginning or the end mm. i don't know man what if it's the death star and it's just like <laughs> 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 yo we gotta clip that <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah started okay and this is just earth right it's not like entire everything right it's just earth. first day of the world yeah so just okay. earth. it would be a hell of a lot more exciting seeing the end yeah just fucking or maybe like a giant meteor just like goes through the center of the earth and then you get this Yo. giant mushroom cloud like that'd be sick yeah, like straight from the center. It's like, yeah, it'd be sick. And we're all watching it from the moon. Okay. <laughs> because, Elon, you know, Daddy Elon has taken us all to the moon, mm-hmm. just like GameStop. <laughs> and <laughs> rest in peace, all you bag holders. Uh, all you diamond handers. Yeah. Anyway. Total. <laughs> yeah. So we're all on the moon now. Well, just the elite are on the moon now. And we just get to watch this fucking asteroid. Just for you audio listeners. I hope you could just picture what just happened. What about about this one? Ready? Okay. So when it comes to conception, it was almost like the reverse where like there was a bunch of fucking shit. And then it was like, and it like molded together in this giant ball of hotness. And as time goes on, unfortunately, we don't have time though. The Big Bang Theory is is that, right? There was a giant explosion. So the Big Bang Theory is essentially, I don't know. I don't know. 
I love this shit. If you couldn't tell with the whole fucking surmounting thing. So the Big Bang Theory was essentially all the mass that ever existed ever. Right. So you, me, the laptop that we're on, the state that we're in, the world that we're on, the galaxy that we're inside, all of the mass ever. Those are the universes. Right. Because like we live in a galaxy amongst other galaxies as well. Like we live in this giant universe. So yep. everything in the entire universe, right, compressed into yep. um, one little point that could like literally like a grain of salt. Right. That could fit like on the point of a needle, all of the mass. And I know that's like really fucking hard to, to imagine, but that thing was really fucking heavy and it was all getting sucked in right to the point of that one point. And then basically there was like a tipping point where something kind of like tipped and then everything exploded out from that one point. And that is what the big bang is. And then, and as that stuff comes out, um, molecules began to associate with themselves and the, the universe was really fucking hot when that began and then as time goes on, things cooled down, molecules settled down, and elements were formed, rocks were formed. Um, they still had mass, though. So, like, universes were forming and galaxies were, like, colliding with each other and, like, this, that, the other. Like, all of this shit was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, here we are just, like, on this tiny little ball, like, in our own little galaxy in the universe, um, like, slowly cooling down. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a global warming? That's global warming, or it's a global cooling. Cooling, nice. <laughs> we just solved climate, the climate, the what do you want to call it? Problem. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> ooh. Yeah, I guess it, if if you think about the first day of the world being the Big Bang. That'd be fucking cool. I think what happened was something hit like a big ass rock. Like, I think we were actually like way bigger before and we actually weren't a thing. And then something like hit another thing. And and here we are. Yeah. 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 Hmm. It would be like the reverse. You know, that's why I was like conception kind of is kind of cool. But then it could end any other fucking way. Right. Like. Like volcanoes, meteors, Death Star. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Scorpions, dude. They can come through. <laughs> Swallowed by a black hole. Swallowed by a black hole. Or a black mm. hole just forms. <laughs> yeah. We get ripped through space time continuum. We just end up in a different galaxy. And we end up in a completely different galaxy. Everybody thinks backwards. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, man. Well, shit. Um, hmm. That's tough, man. Now I don't know. It would be cool to see, like, the beginning of it all. Yeah. And now I'm like... Any way they could end it. It's I know. Cool though, you know. All right, we'll have to meet. Oh God, yeah, it's it's hard, guys. What What do you guys think, honestly? Like in the comments. Yeah. Drop it. Would Conception. you rather see the first day or the last day? It's mm-hmm. tough. I don't know. There's some really good points for both sides. Yeah. You know what's trippy is I'm gonna fuck this wording up. Um. 
death is basically consciousness into nothingness and birth or conception is nothingness into consciousness. That we know. That we know of. Because when you think about it, our consciousness is here right now and then we die and it turns into nothingness. That we know. That we know. Right. Personally, I don't just think it's like a black screen and you're just like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. then birth, though, is very much so like nothingness turning into something, you know, or a consciousness out of nothingness. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Grandma, I hope my grandma's not watching this. <laughs> it's all right. Our, uh, our viewership stats point towards no. It's not a Christian. No. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Let us know, guys. We need you. Yeah. yeah, we need your help. We don't. We don't know. <laughs> but it would be really cool to see, like, if you could time lapse everything that's ever happened from like a single point of view, like watch earth from a single point of view, time-lapsed from beginning all the way to end. That would be cool as fuck. Yeah, I think so too. Right. Like it's yeah. development and growth and death and decay and how it changed and what things almost hit us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sun fizzles out, dude. Yeah. Star Ice age all the time, man. Yeah, man. I don't think ours is anywhere close. At least that's what scientists tell us. Yeah, I think we need like a. I'm not going to put a number on it, but yeah, it's far away. However, just going to say this. If it was close, do you think they would say so? (laughs) Be real. No, <laughs> not a fucking chance. Yeah, no way. Not a fucking chance would that no. be told. No way. Like, oh, wow, we've got 30 years left. Yeah. This yeah. thing's getting ready to blow. Yeah, I don't know. They I don't think they would say that. Because then all the motherfuckers are like, I've got nothing to lose. Right. Yeah. Same with if, if an asteroid or something was actually going to hit Earth. Mm-hmm. I don't think they'd say anything unless they knew they were going to stop it. And even then, they probably wouldn't say until it was already done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like in all the movies, I don't think they ever like tell the people like they're just like out there trying to stop the asteroid from coming. And everyone's just like, nee, 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 nee. nice. Yeah. Is that a new moon? Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, it is crazy, though, you know. When you she, when you she, when you, when you, when you see a shooting star, right? It's moving so fast or something is moving fast, right? Whether that's the star actually traveling through the universe or whether that's our speed. I, don't I want know. to pause you. Go. Only because this was literally a question that came up on, oh, I forgot what it was. Um, Pictionary, it was. 
yeah, I was playing Pictionary with uh, Zach, Dan, and Daria and the whole crew. Like, shout out to you guys. Um, and then I, so the, the question was like, is the, the light that you see from a shooting star a um, million miles away or here? Basically, it's right in front of us. It's happening in our, it, it happens in our atmosphere, actually. So it's very close. And an asteroid comes into our atmosphere. Um, there's no, there's nothing oh. like kind of out in that atmosphere. That so it comes smart. into our atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, and then it, it burns up inside of our atmosphere. Right. So we're seeing that like happen right there and then. Um, but a star, though, a star is stationary, um, pointed straight at us. And, and we're just receiving that light from like millions of years. Right. Word. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that totally makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, I was trying to explain that to everyone in my Pictionary team. And they're like, no, Capo. It's like, all right, whatever. <laughs> How do you how do you draw that? How, what we got we got it wrong. How is that a question? <laughs> There's Pictionary is actually mad fun. You could, some some of them you draw, but then others you just like answer. Like sometimes they just like give you like a question and you just answer it. You have to like talk talk amongst your team. Huh. Yeah, mad fun. Yeah, that makes way more sense that it's it's just another rock that caught fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but to think about that. It's still moving pretty fast. That thing's cooking. Yeah. Things, it's things in the universe move fast. Yeah. We're moving really fast, too. We are moving very fast. Yeah. Whoa. Just got dizzy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Welcome to our podcast with the cheesiest of cheese. Yeah. So welcome to the weekly astrolog- astro- yeah. astrologic. <laughs> And astrologic, yeah. <laughs> the weekly astrologist. There it is. <laughs> Jesus. Well, I love that. our podcast. Oh, uh, this is too good. All right, but we'll we'll call it there. Anyway, <laughs> let us know in the comments which one you would rather see. You know, first day of the world or last day of the world um in whatever way that means to you and what you think the first day of the world is coined as um just because i'm freaking curious anyway um if you haven't yet and you're one of the 85 percent of people that watch this podcast and are not subscribed hit that subscribe button you know you want to you just forget about it (laughs) anyway uh thank you guys for listening you know if you made it this far uh we really appreciate you and i I hope you enjoyed that random space talk that we just had you know that's uh that's the fun stuff right outside of bodybuilding we're all we're all people so brandon it was good catching up we'll uh we'll chat in a little bit i'm sure always a pleasure eat some food and uh put on some weight dude all right guys We'll catch you later.